0: It was only the other day I was catching up on NXT on my phone and someone said I just find that stuff so fake. You what? It's something us wrestling fans hear all the time. Yet they go on to watch TV shows, films and everything else scripted in the world. But certain things in wrestling have rang true. Yes, it started as a fictional story or a moment, a firing, maybe even an injury claim and feuds, of course and so on. But then sometime down the road. It became reality. All in all, with all the madness of real life, some wrestling stories actually aren't too bad. And with that said, get ready for this video. My name's Nathan from What Culture Wrestling, and these are 10 kayfabe wrestling moments that became real. Number 10, Shawn Michaels loses his smile before really getting a back injury. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, eh? There was real hatred between these two. Bret thought Shawn was lying when he announced on TV in February 1997 that he had lost his smile. It was an apparent knee injury that kept HBK from returning the favour to Bret Hart he had done the year before. Of course, Bret Hart wasn't happy, but at the Rumble 1998, Shawn had a nasty looking bump onto the casket in a match against The Undertaker and then had to fight Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 14 and you could really see the pain. That was the last time we'd see Shawn Michaels in a competitive match until 2002. Now was he really injured in February 1997? Bret Hart doesn't think so. You can kind of look at Shawn Michaels' first retirement as a blessing in disguise because he went on to change his life and arguably had some of the best feuds and matches of his career when he returned in 2002. Number 9, Booker T and Batista feud on TV, then brawl at a promotional shoot. You know what? It was just a fight over who could do the best spinner, rooney until Kane made it a triple threat and won that feud. <laughs> Only jokes. At SummerSlam 2006, it was the world title showdown between Batista and King Booker. Of course, there was hatred in the feud, but Booker was reportedly getting sick of Dave's big ego behind the scenes. During a shoot for the SummerSlam commercial before the pay per view, tensions boiled over and both had to be separated. Good luck to those staff members, better you than me mate. And I wonder if Vince McMahon came running in between them. Hopefully he didn't tear those quads like he did at the Rumble. Eyewitnesses say Booker T got the upper hand. It all calmed down, Booker put Batista over and everyone had a cup of tea, biscuits and went home happy. Number 8, Triple H mocks Goldberg then beats him years later. Triple H got a huge win over... ...Gilberg. On the 2nd of September 1999 episode of SmackDown, it was the new show's third episode clearly having a joke at Goldberg on WCW. I wonder if Goldberg watched this after Nitro? Just four years later, Goldberg was in the WWE and at SummerSlam 2003, he'd done the job for Hunter inside the Elimination Chamber. And there you go, Triple H goes from Gilberg to Goldberg in four years. I'm sure you can all remember all the mocking between WWE and WCW during the Monday Night Wars, right? Number 7, Melina and Batista flirt on TV, then have a thing in real life. We all knew all about the Edge, Lita and Matt Hardy situation, but this one also happened. In storyline, Melina was trying to seduce Batista to try and keep his eyes off the game before an upcoming tag team title bout. But what bit happened in real life? Well, Batista admitted in his book that he and Melina had a very real relationship, that he kept secret from his then wife and her lover John Morrison. Oh <laughs> no, it was short lived, the big deal wasn't made of it, but in the end it actually happened. Number 6, WCW fans will never see Hulk Hogan again. And they didn't. The scene, WCW's Bash at the Beach 2000 pay-per-view. The man, Vince Russo, a future WCW world champion, yep, a future WCW world champion, you heard me right. Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff were in a limo and toasting the star on a new work shoot angle that everyone thought would help the company. But Hulk Hogan wasn't happy. He was horrified when he heard Russo roasted him with insults on TV and pursued legal action. Bash at the Beach ended up being Hulk Hogan's final appearance for WCW before the group sold in March 2001. Words can hurt sometimes eh Hogan? Number 5, Vince McMahon fires Hulk Hogan on TV before firing him, for real. It was 2003, and it was the huge feud between Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon, which included a brilliant street fight at WrestleMania 19, which is also one of my favourite WrestleManias, actually, after WrestleMania 17. I loved everything Limp Biscuit done back then. Anyways, let's get back on track with this one. Someone suggested putting Hulk Hogan under a hood as Mr. America. Don't worry, WWE. We clearly, clearly never knew it was Hogan so well hidden. Hogan and McMahon's friendship started breaking down behind the scenes. Hulk was unhappy with recent WWE payoffs and roll on time, McMahon actually terminated Hogan's contract. So to end this one off, Hogan being outed on TV as Mr America would have led to a kayfabe firing. So real life kind of done it for him, didn't it? Number four, the mega powers explode, before them really exploding. Seriously, I've got to talk about Hogan again. To be fair, this is more about Randy Savage, so it's all cool. Randy kept a close eye on Miss Elizabeth. Backstage, he didn't want anyone talking to her or really doing anything around the boys unless he was there. Well, 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 it got even worse when she split from him and started spending time at Hogan's house. Oh, deary me. It's been said that Elizabeth sought sanctuary at Hogan's mansion, became mates with Hogan and his then wife Linda. Now, Savage was angry. Savage claimed that Hulk had lust in his eyes towards Elizabeth when they teamed together as the Mega Powers. His relationship with Hogan would be on and off before Savage would go full two-pack, releasing a rap song calling out his friend turned foe. Number 3 Chris Benoit steals Woman then steals Nancy from Kevin Sullivan. Some old timers in the wrestling business say never get your other half involved in the business. Kevin Sullivan found out the hard way when on-screen rival Chris Benoit and Sullivan's real-life wife Nancy Sullivan started falling in love in the mid-90s. Sullivan then went on to book their reunion. This added more drama into the feud and a bit of realness, but Nancy and Chris were falling more in love. Of course, we all know the incredible sadness that occurred a few years later, a sadness that is still felt to this day. For more on this story, please check out Vice's Dark Side of the Ring episode. Number two, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon get together, then really marry. We all know China and Triple H were an item before he started an angle on WWF TV with Stephanie McMahon. It started as an angle and then ended in a shoot. Bruce Pritchard claimed on Something to Wrestle that Steph still had a boyfriend outside the company in 2001, but it's more clear that Triple H and Stephanie were getting together for real. Of course, China was heartbroken. Anytime a breakup, especially in that environment where everyone travels together constantly, it's gonna be hard. But Triple H and Stephanie are now married, they have kids and are clearly in love. That's all that matters at the end of the day, oh god. Look at me getting all soppy on this one. Right, I'm off to watch a good rom-com, eat some ice cream and have a good cry. Number 1. Bret Hart says Vince McMahon's screwing with him before getting screwed. Now when I remember Bret Hart, it's not for his promos, it's for his incredible in-ring technique, storytelling, psychology and work, but his promo on the 17th of March 1997 Raw was different class. After a steel cage match with Psycho Sid, he called Vince McMahon into the ring for a proper roasting. He said that Vince and the WWF were trying to screw him. Well, eight months later at Survivor Series, you know exactly what happened. Mystic Bret Hart! The Montreal Screwjob was called by Bret eight months before actually happening. Unbelievable Jeff, or should I say, unbelievable Bret.